Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Tell them where they'll be. On Sunday. Nothing. Nothing's happening Sunday. Sunday was yesterday. How about WrestleMania, though, right? I heard it was good. I heard Bad Bunny was there. Bad Bunny was there? Did you not hear Just that? Just off of his Bad Easter? Yeah. Here's... Is that bad, who Bad Bunny is? Yes. Yeah, some some kids. Is that not the, the guy? The guy. The rapper. Yeah, yes. Bad Bunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just saying Bad Bunny is the... Uh, not to be confused with the mascot of Easter who went bad after someone left a rotten egg in place of his well, regular Well, he, he leaves eggs all over the place. He's basically a like a, like one of those fathers that's just skipping town and not paying alimony. Yeah. That's, that's a Bad Bunny right there. Right. Bad Bunny wishes he was as bad as that bunny. Yeah, Bad Bunny, I'm sure, named himself after that bunny. Yes, he did. He was he was like, oh, my God. Every Easter, I think about all the poor bunnies that this bunny father has left behind. <laughs> and all the bunny mothers, they're just, like, trying to pick up the pieces. Yeah, he said, you know what? I've always liked that phrase. That guy ruined it. I'm taking it back. Yeah, I'm taking it back, and I'm going to make it wholesome. Yeah. Wholesome. I'm going to take it back. And make people like the name. Yeah. Not, not hear Bad Bunny and go, ugh, how am I going to feed my kids? <laughs> exactly. Or Bad Bunny eating my garden crop again. Right. Right, 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 right. So, good for you, Bad Bunny. And Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I think that's more of a monster truck thing, but it's fun to say. Yeah, I, I think it's what they do for monster truck uh, advertisements. Give it a go. Give it a go. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We've got monster trucks coming here. Gravedigger going up the ramp. You can buy a ticket today but for a whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Yeah, that's a, that's their thing. Yeah. You'll only need the edge. What's the deepest you can go? Uh, Where? In your voice. <laughs> not like in like, like spelunking no not spelunking um, not spelunking not like in an under underground cave i guess that is spelunking because i think that's the more interesting answer but okay. i'll, I'll no, answer no, no, your no. question okay. yeah answer my first question and then answer my second question uh how deep can my voice go um like just try it don't don't tell me just do it <laughs> are you afraid it's gonna be no, too high i'm, I'm about to <laughs> I'm calibrating. It'll be too high and your manhood will be just just done. I'm calibrating. Yeah. He <laughs> Shut up. Like do it like you're about to announce I, a movie. I have to hit the high point so that I know how So low you know I can what go. the low part is? Yeah, okay. That's sort of how Should I give works. you silence? Yeah, just give me a second. Complete silence. Shh. That's how low I can go. Yeah, but say a word. Um Hey, hey there. I'm a man with too much testosterone. Ladies, <laughs> is this appealing to you? <laughs> men, are you jealous of my deep voice and uh, abundant amount of hormones? I feel like I could go deeper than you. Go for it. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> No, is that still high? That sounds like a guy who's jealous of the man with too much testosterone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can definitely be deeper than you. Hello, I am. No, I feel like I'm in my head. I'm deeper than I am. Can I tell you about how deep I can go into the earth? Yes, please. Um, just really quick. Uh, there's a 
little groove back home where I grew up in a park that I used to hang out in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is there a red button at the end of this hole? No. <laughs> what are you even talking about? I don't know. It's just um, something. But guys, just trust me. I can go pretty deep. I, I wear one of those flashlight hats. Helmets? Yeah. Yeah. Did you journey to the center of the earth? Or did you go to that Middle Earth part where uh, King Kong is from? I've not gotten that far yet. Because hmm. gravity reverses there. Right. That would be bad news for me. That's what they say. My whole deal is sort of dependent on gravity. That's what they say. If but you you're not gravity, a man that's, that's held down by gravity. Gravity is the only thing holding this thing together. Let me tell you what. This podcast? No, I meant my figure, but also this podcast. <laughs> well... That figure is looking so gravitational. Um, so, do you go spelunking? I don't. Oh. All right. Well, that was misleading. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. I thought we were going to get a story out of that. Um, this is Coach B. Sensei. Hi. Hi. It's us. Do you know who we are? Uh, my name's Joe Swell. My name's Abracadabra Cassandra. Yeah, uh, that's a new nickname that she just got because uh, she learned a card trick. I did. Yeah. Um, Let me show it to you real quick. Is this your card? It is. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> We're a podcast where uh, I attempt to teach Cassandra about sports, thereby being the sensei. You teach me about sports? Oh, shit. No, oh, anime. Holy crap. We've progressed in this podcast <laughs> further. That's the final episode. I thought we would get. I try to teach her about anime. Yeah. Because I'm a sensei, and then she coaches me about sports stuff. That's right. She's my coach. Yeah. Turn around. Let me slap your butt. Nope. <laughs> Not there yet. <laughs> Got to make the team first before you get any of this action. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I was doing something crazy today. Tell me about it. I adopted an elephant. Ooh, yeah. Share the, share the story with the world. Yeah, I just want to share this story real quick. His name is Bondeni. Um, he's a cute little two-year-old African elephant, and I adopted him. He is he's mine. Um, what inspired this? I got a a Facebook ad for a conservation society. I don't know how it came up, and I was like, you know what? Today I will adopt an elephant. You know how I feel about elephants. What do you think was different today about other days where uh, you might have not adopted an elephant on another day? I did not get the Facebook ad. So really the only thing standing between I'll you adopt, and an elephant... I'll adopt a, an elephant a day. Right. The only thing standing between you and an elephant is the knowledge that an elephant's available for adoption. Yeah. I need I need to adopt the elephants. I'm happy for you. Thank you. I'm so proud. I'm so proud of my little bomb, Denny. Yeah. He's a cute man. He's so cute. He's rolling around in the dirt. Huge sports fan. I'm sure. In his stall where he sleeps, there's like this uh, a Spalding basketball. And I said, that's the one for me. <laughs> Your name is Bondemi. Bondeni. And uh, to me, you're little LeBron James. Sure, he'll grow big enough to dunk one day. Yeah, with that trunk. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's gonna stretch out like the Michael Jordan Space Jam arm. Right. That's that'll what be, he is. That'll be amazing. So, um, I've got a son. He's gonna play basketball. Uh, Sweeney's really taken to him. And he wants to learn about anime. So give me, give me what you got. <laughs> um, big anime week this week, guys. The biggest, some would say. Uh, colossal, Titan, big. Because this week, the long-running series, Attack on Titan, ended. It was pretty sad, uh, but it's over. 
and I thought it'd be a good time to sort of get Cassandra. Oh, you're talking about the manga? Yeah. Okay. The manga's over. Yeah. The last chapter just came out this week um, to mix reviews. When we were talking about what we were talking about earlier, I thought you were talking about the, the chapters, and I was like, I thought there was still more. I mean, mean the, the episodes? The, the episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, the series is over. There's a finite ending to the comic source material that the yeah. the cartoon is, isn't taking inspiration from. Mm-hmm. But it's over now. Uh, and I thought it'd be a good week to show, to pay some respect to that by having Cassandra watching the earlier episodes of Attack on Titan. Yeah, just real of... quick, though. Can we bow our heads in a moment of silence? Yes. One. To Hajime Sayama, we pay our respects. Pour one out. Thank you at home. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Sayama. Um, so you've seen some episodes before. You saw episodes from episode, from season four. Yeah. Which so are like way down, like a bunch of plot twists have happened and stuff. Right. And you jumped in no context. No. Um, yeah. So you started watching it and I was hanging around because I'm a clinger. And, um, <laughs> and so you were watching it and I would sit on the couch and glance up. So the first episode, I feel like I wasn't paying a ton of attention to. And the second one is kind of more where I was paying attention to. I remember we've talked about this before where the fourth, ep- the fourth season kind of starts in a strange place for people who are actually watching the, um, the show, if that's where you start, because it actually starts watching, you're watching a whole another cast of characters who aren't the main characters from the beginning. Right. Uh, so I remember I kept going, are these the main characters? Are these the main characters? And you'd be like, no. And I'm like, this is weird because we've watched like three episodes already. Right. But you got to meet the main characters by watching the very first episode. Correct. Earlier today. Yep. That's what I did. Um, so yeah, a- Attack on Titan is a serious thing. And the Titans are honestly very scary looking. I don't like them. Do we want to do a quick recap on the plot? Yeah. Quick plot. Quick plot. Quick plot. Quick plot. Uh, can't say that three times fast. <laughs> um, so the plot of Attack on Titan is they live in this world where there are Titans who a lot of them are like mindless Titans who like honestly can't control what they're doing. They just like eat and kill humans. But there are, at least I know this from watching the fourth season, um, Titans that, um, can like know what they're doing. They can control, like, their Titan body. They're even, like, bigger, at least from what I've seen. Yeah. But overall, um, it's, like, these two groups of people, the Eldians versus the Marlians. Um, and um, the Eldians are the only ones that can become Titans. Not all of them, but some of them. And the Marlians blame them for, like, how the world is. So they want to they want to um, exterminate all of them. Sure. And so there's this, this struggle, this very Nazi-like struggle. Right. Uh, and that's a great summary of the overarching story. Oh, you wanted the first episode. Well, I, yeah, I I just think because what I what I want to do, you you're in a very unique situation where you've only seen episode one of the series and then episode like seventy, mm-hmm. and have nothing in between. Right. So you have all this context from like episode seventy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't want, don't, yeah. Necessarily, don't necessarily know how to get from point A to point B. Okay, so let me tell you, the first episode starts. Um, there, the Eldians are surrounded by this huge wall, and that keeps out the Titans uh, from hurting them. And there's a main character named Aaron who is a very intense young guy, and he wants to become one of the rangers. I don't know what they're really called. Called the scouts. The scouts. Oh, I was very close. Yeah. Um, to like that, like go out and kind of fight them and keep them at bay and protect the town. 
Rangers just makes me think of like park rangers and I imagine park rangers going out and doing like a really serious job like that would probably end in more tragedy than the show ha- already has. You don't know that. Rangers are rangers are cool dudes. You think if park ran- if a park ranger's job was to like go out and murder vicious bears that were attacking Not all park ran- like the Texas like rangers are like they're the baseball team. I mean, yes, but they're named after Texas rangers that are like cops. No? You don't like oh. rangers are like the sheriffs and cops. And- I thought those guys were also baseball players. <laughs> No, 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 no. I thought when you got pulled over on a Texas highway, a guy... It was just a baseball and, player. And they saw that I was a person of color. They would, instead of pointing a gun at me, they would point a bat. Yeah, they were like, you're Dominican? <laughs> <laughs> we need I a shortstop. We need a shortstop. Yeah. Uh, no, that's incorrect. Um, but yeah, so anyway, regardless of what a ranger is to you at home, tweet us. Tell us what you think that is. Um, <laughs> um Anyway, so he wants to be one of those people. He's a young kid. Um, he's, like, adamant that, like, people aren't serious enough about the threat of Titans. Um, and by the end of the episode, episode one, um, guess what? That wall breaks after, like, a hundred years of, like, nothing yeah. happening. Uh, They'd lived in peace ever since the walls came up. They'd never had an incident like that before. Yeah. And so the wall, the Titan, a Titan shows up. One that I might add is larger and looks different and more controlled than the other Titans. Right. This Titan is as tall as the wall. Taller, taller than, the, than walls. the wall, really. They've never seen a Titan that big before. Yeah. 50 meter, over 50 meters tall. Right. And so um, he breaches the wall. All the Titans come in. A lot of people die. Aaron watches his mother get ripped in half and eaten by a titan and that is an image that will forever shape him in this story yeah and forever haunt me in my dreams yeah it's really heartbreaking yeah this show's graphic they, they she's like stuck under a their house that had collapsed because the titans moved it over and like aaron and his friend are trying to get her out and she's like no leave me my legs are crushed you need to go and save yourself and there's this whole interaction and then finally this this other scout comes and he kind of it punks out on fighting a titan yeah and then grabs the kids and runs and aaron is in this guy's arms looking back as his mother is like ripped into pieces yeah it's it's and blood literally flies everywhere yeah it's it's a lot everywhere the they do extra the- extra careful animation to make sure you see everyone that's crushed by a rock <laughs> or like blown into pieces by just like the pure wind velocity of a titan right it's it's horrifying yeah uh so that's episode one right? episode one so there's, much happens there's 70 episodes in between that and where you and where you first started your journey with attack on titan this that's very right. like back and forth misguided some would say foolish journey but here we are the foolish journey to of <laughs> r- watching the episodes to, in this to watch order? a show yeah <laughs> Listen, I'm just following the yellow brick road you lay out for me. I, <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Um, so what do you think? I'm just curious what you think happens for Aaron to get to where he is in, in well, episode seven. Well, in current times, he's a fri- flipping psycho. Right. Um, so a lot of hard things must happen to him besides seeing his mother get ripped to pieces. Um, okay. This is, I do have a little knowledge, um, like, that I've heard through the grapevine of, like, things that happen. Like, I think there are some Marleans that infiltrate their ranks and, like, betray them. 
I believe that's something that happens. That may or may not be true. Um, I know that the the main person, the Titan that like broke the wall, is a is like an Eldian working with the Marlians. Because oh, I guess that's that's what I mean when I say they've infiltrated and betrayed. Because the only, only Eldians can turn into Titans. Sure. Um, and the Marlians have like took taken up a few Eldians who hate their own people. Right. Um. So I believe the betrayal will happen. Um, I believe there's probably going to be a lot more militarization of children. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that Aaron, the kid Aaron that you saw there, doesn't get to the psychopath you saw in episode 70 without... Being mil- militarized? Yeah. No, I don't think so at yeah. all. And there's a lot of militarization of children at um, the episode in the episode 70s plus. Yeah. So I know that these children are going to go to the military. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there's gonna be some sad things. Um. Friends will die. Right. You, you think the tone of the show is one where like just sad shit like that happens? Oh, I don't know how often watching this show I would be happy. Right. Uh, I was. This is like watching like a band of brothers. Like you just know that a lot of them are gonna die, and you're gonna watch them gruesomely die. Yeah. And get heartbroken, and like maybe think that it's over, and then it's not over. Yeah, I would describe the show. I haven't seen Band of Brothers, but I my analogy it would be Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. which you I don't think you've seen, but like I have seen it. All like a lot of it. A lot of it. Okay, so yeah, like how they're not very precious with characters. Like a main character can get killed at any moment, so you're always like sort of on your feet, like what's gonna happen next right who will die yeah no one is safe yeah so yeah it's it's overall a long journey between those two episodes that you saw do you think you'll keep watching it what did you like about it what did you not like about it i don't like things where i'm constantly sad sure so that is that gives me pause um i will say that the big driving force with attack on titan which might be a little spoiled for you, but not 100%, is like the air of mystery in the beginning. Right. And I know that like some people are doing this kind of thing. So you think that that would be ruined for me? Right. Like the the reveal of like there are people infiltrating their ranks. Right. Because when you're watching this for the first time, no context whatsoever from the beginning, you're like, oh, why are these random things finally getting smarter? Yeah. Though I think you could still, you'd still get some enjoyment. Because even when, if the few episodes that I've seen a second time, mm-hmm. you pick up things that you didn't know before like the the author and the creators very clearly knew where they were going from the beginning yeah so like a character that like maybe is a bad guy later you see him in an earlier scene and you're like he heard something that like made him nervous and he's like actively nervous in the background of the scene right and you're like oh that motherfucker is like trying to play cool but he's not right so you could you could see stuff like that and still get something out of it i think mm. so maybe that'd be worth watching but also i i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what i like <laughs> Yeah, I think I'd be interested. I got your login. I'll see what we're going to do. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I mean, you know, it's, it is an intriguing story, and I think that it's probably well written with twists and turns along the way. Uh, people, I'll let you know just as a bit of news that I didn't ask you to brush up on, but the last chapter came out, like I said, and people don't seem to be very happy about it. Really? Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Um, I can. I don't want to spoil too much. Uh, it felt a little rushed, and I, th- I saw a tweet where the author said that he like apologized that it felt rushed because i think he was rushed oh really yeah why um, was he rushed though? i he didn't say i think like his editors or something wanted him to be done, done faster done by the summer yeah but it could be that um you know they're gonna turn it into an anime so maybe they give it more time they sort of elaborate on stuff more he's sort of involved with the anime which is how you can make choices of like 
he'll like throw the the animators a bone and be like that guy should look should be nervous when they say this stuff and you should do a scene that shows like a vision of this because that's going to be important later just trust me yeah so uh i could see a world where he's where he's involved and is like expanding on sort of the ending that he wrote just using it as a, a starting point i like the idea of someone like doing stuff like being the director and not knowing stuff but someone just looking over your shoulder and be like hey make that guy nervous okay what would that guy's role be if like if he's not the director who is this he's like the the person who's standing over your shoulder yeah the writer the writer of the series right you're like like just this idea that happens in so many anime series where you're like i've been given this creative material i myself don't know where this is going but i'm trying to put a product together I heard uh, J.K. Rowling was really bad about that. You know how she's always adding stuff to the Harry Potter lore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When like they everyone's w- gay. And- yeah, or like when they, they didn't have toilets, they would just poop in public and then make it disappear with magic. What? Have you? She would just tweet out like clarifications on Harry Potter lore. And one time she tweeted out like, I know you guys were asking, uh, wizards didn't use toilets for a long time. They would just go wherever they were and then use magic to make it go away. What? Uh and she was doing stuff like that behind the scenes. When they were filming like Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, she was like, hey, put this in. Trust me. The director is like, no. Really? <laughs> I'm using the book. She'd be like, uh, make Dumbledore act a little more gay. Yeah. And they were like. They're like, why? And she was like, no reason. And they were like, listen, we, we're not getting a good vibe from you for multiple <laughs> reasons. Multiple reasons. Yeah. It's, uh, it's actually in some behind the scenes footage that I have here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Do you want to take a look? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Put it in. i tell you i tell you it was so difficult being the director of this movie and having jk rowling just sitting behind me telling me to change the scenes all the time right yeah yeah it was it was absolutely absolutely miserable we were doing the scene with the goblet right Right? Yeah, the, the one the, with the goblet. The, well, the goblet's in the big dining hall. They're picking the names out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. J.K. Rowling leans behind me. J.K. Rowling goes, hey, that goblet, make sure to, to key in like someone's, like when you would key in on a tree yeah. uh, trunk, key in a, uh, a D plus S. Oh. For Dumbledore and Snape. Yeah. She, so if you look really closely we didn't do it yeah you know what's crazy I'm, I'm the prop guy by the way my name's john uh what's crazy is when i was working on that prop she said make sure that you make that out of clay on a on a wheel because the person who made that was was a potter and the connection is that they are potters and this is going to be Harry Potter. Right. She was saying that Harry Potter's ancestors. Yeah. And she's she's got all this stuff in her head, right? It's not in the books. As yeah. a fan of the books, you would think I'd read the book and go, yeah, Harry Potter's ancestors were Potters. But I didn't get that. Yeah. She just tells me Harry Potter, Harry Potter's whole family come from a long lineage of, of magical, potters. magical Potters. Right. Every time you get a crack in the kiln, they fixed it. That's what she said. Right. And then with the, the D plus S thing, she was telling me that Snape and Dumbledore were having hookups wow all in the, the pottery they're having ghost-like hookups yeah. in the pottery kiln yeah yeah no and you know what's crazy is she was telling me all this and i was like okay well that's definitely going to be in the next book read the next book nothing read the next book after that nothing seventh book nothing it's crazy and i'm like wow what am i going to do with all this insider information and i spent so long getting that goblet right 
it was miserable. Uh, I see Emma Watson's here. Emma, do you want to talk about all the things that, or the, uh, there's that one specific thing that JK Rowling really was pushing on you that you just were struggling with. Um, yes, I suppose, I suppose I could, I could talk about it. Um, it's a safe space. I know it upset you. Well, you know, I'm retired now, so I've, I'm trying to forget that part of my life. Um, but yes, um, I'm going to talk about how J.K. Rowling told me that as Hermione Granger, I should play her as if a girl who had been accepted to Harvard already at a young age, and I could be like Smart Guy, like the Disney show Smart Guy. She said, act like you could have been Smart Guy, but you chose Hogwarts instead. Now play her entirely throughout the whole series as if I should have been Smart Guy, but in Hogwarts. Yeah, that's why Hermione Granger, there's a lot of cut lines of her yeah. doing smart American sitcom smart guy lines. Yes, there's a whole scene about me playing basketball with my brother and I can't reach the ball because he's just he's just shoving me down with his hand because I'm so short. Yeah. And I'm trying to get the ball over and over and over again. And he's like, not now, knucklehead. We brought Tia and Tamara out to, to shoot for a week in for, London. Yes. And we had to cut all of it. We had to cut all of it and... All of my black family had to go home. It was horrible. It was, I mean, I really had studied up to, I watched so much Smart Guy. And um, and it didn't happen because you, the director, were like, that's too That's too much to, to add into this story. It was just but too much lore JK, to JK was so adamant that I would go to Piedmont High and, and transition to, obviously she wasn't, big on the transitioning but um yeah she uh she we we would that was a hot button item even back then on the set yes but i I would go to hogwarts and um that was all cut out it was was a shame um but if you notice in every scene i'm lifting my feet as if they can't touch the ground when i sit in the desk (laughs) hey hey it's me it's me uh rupert grit uh but hi hey emma hey emma uh you know, I've got my own story as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, J.K. Rowling came to me and said, Ron, he's quite messy, yeah? Mm-hmm. He's quite messy, so I want you to play him, and I, I promise this will be in a later book, but I want you to play him as if he's got skid marks in his underwear all of the time. Oh, no. <laughs> and he looks... That's why I have these... Were grim- you method? I, Emma, you know I'm method. Oh, no. Uh... That's why he had these grimaces on his face and all of the takes. You watch the movies and you see he's grimacing. He's sitting he, he, uncomfortably. Honestly, there's a lot of times you cut to him and he's taking like a big gulp. Yes. <laughs> is, that, is that because you're shitting yourself, bro? I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to. The gulp is like a, a big like anxiety. Like, oof. Yeah. It, you know what? That explains. I saw her slipping X-Lex into your food. Why didn't in you the tell me? She she gave me one of these a big wink, and I thought that's uh, always a problem coming from Jake. I know. I thought I thought that that was something that you had going on, and I was like, okay, I know that I know that your Rupert is method, and I was I was like, okay, I'll let it go, and I you know that's the same thing I I said when I saw J.K. branding Daniel Radcliffe with that bulb on his forehead. Yeah, he covers that up with makeup today. Yes, today it's. <laughs> He's always the boy who lived through branding. <laughs> Eject. Wow, a VHS. Yeah. Nice. 
Um, yeah, they don't make. They only made a couple of those for yeah. Goblet of Fire. Right. But I got them. Wow, that was that was amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Oh no problem. I just thought you know behind the scenes stuff is always so interesting with movies. I know, and you know what? It truly is magic. Hearing that makes me understand why Emma Watson retired from acting. <laughs> that was that was rough. Yeah. To yeah. Sit, have to sit next to poopy Rupert Grant. I know it probably smelled. And honestly, though, I want to see the smart guy cut. Yeah. Release the smart guy. Release the smart guy cut. I don't care if it's five hours long. If you do it for <laughs> Zack Snyder, do it for Emma Watson. Yeah. Um. That's pretty much it for Attack on Titan. Okay. Um, I'm. We'll we'll catch back up on it if you start watching it. And if not, I'm sure I'll bring it up again because I I love the series. Yeah, you're obsessed. It's good. Well, I like it. Um, you want to talk about sports? Yeah. What do you want me to talk about? Sports are happening in the world. Um, what I want you to talk about, my dear, dear listeners, we're hitting on baseball for the first time this season. Let's let's all smell the freshly cut grass, feel the warm, warm sun of our, on our skin. I smell Cracker Jacks already. What do ca- Cracker Jacks smell like? Like caramel and peanuts. Okay. Um, Are you testing me? Yeah. On oh, no. Cracker Jacks? Listen, I'm trying to set the mood for our listeners and you can't just say i smell them you want to give give me description words okay okay don't gatekeep cracker jacks no no, no. i'm gonna gatekeep them <laughs> you don't know cracker you jacks. don't know cracker jacks stupid boy um, it's a girls club for cracker jacks feel the fresh dirt under your toes you're, you're you got your shoes off you're streaking around the field mm-hmm. this is you you're the streaker, yeah. and you're feeling all of the baseball field and the sun on your body. And now it's you're just... feeling strong, burly arms tackle you to the ground, <laughs> and security ground. finally caught up with you in right field. Yeah, and then you feel the soft splash of someone throwing a beer right on your head. Now open your eyes. You're in prison. <laughs> How did you get here? Wasn't that lovely? Wasn't that a ride? Uh, welcome to baseball season, and... um. Josue, there was something that happened uh, the other day that was pretty outrageous. Do you want to tell people what we're talking about here? Yeah. uh, There was a bad call made, or a bad call uh, as said by a lot of people in baseball. Uh, A bad call made in a game between the Braves and the... Wow, why can't I remember the second team? The Braves were the one who got slighted by this call. Yes. And now, if you know the, the team that they're from, yeah. Yeah, they're playing the Phillies. Um, the game was tied? Oh, no. It was. It was, it was tied. tied. And this guy was running to home, and he slid, and the catcher tagged him out as he was sliding, and they called him safe. But the replay showed that, to me and to a lot of people... The, to anyone with eyes. The guy pretty obviously like skipped over the plate never really made contact with the plate and even if he where he was it was like the very corner of it but he like hit the dirt ahead of it and then went over it and never to my eyes never made contact with it Mm -hmm. they reviewed the play upheld the safe call Mm -hmm. gave the phillies the point and they won the game yes so people the you know braves and braves fans were upset uh a lot of people a lot of just baseball people were were like what the hell's the point of like replays if you're gonna uphold calls that were obviously wrong. Yes. And um, this is not the first time this has happened. This has happened multiple times. And just earlier in the day, uh, being a, a Rays fan, I was watching the Rays-Yankees game. Uh, 
they they said that I want to say it was Gary Sanchez got hit in the foot with a pitch, so he was gonna go take a base. And if you look at the replay, the ball clearly bounced two inches in front of him. And for some reason, the umpires still gave him the base instead of being like, oh, no, that didn't hit you. So there's been some really bad umpiring and like missing the call in the first place. Like, okay, we understand that. But looking at the video that is clear as day and then still going with that call is pretty outrageous. And that's why people are like, what's the point in replay? Um, there is a lot of people talking about like, oh, this is like baseball and it's good old boy system and they don't want to go against like what the umpires say on the field. But again, if you're going to do that, why even have the replay if you refuse to go with what the replay shows? Right. It's just like a tradition or something like a, like a figurehead, uh, a thing that you do for show, but not actually... Which is strange because they only started using replay like four years ago, five years ago. There was never a replay in baseball. So um, what, is, what does that do to the game for you? Um, I mean, it, it, it makes it frustrating because you want calls to be correct. So um, if they're not, then that's a bummer, right? Like if you see someone make a bad call and then they look at the replay and they still uphold the bad call that's a disappoint as a fan that's disappointing you want you want the win to go to the right team i assume Mm -hmm. even if even if my team's losing i'd rather it be a fair game than how do you think mlb can um can fix themselves is there anything they can do or say that that would be that would explain what's going on here i think maybe just an acknowledgement of the mistake like saying hey we were wrong um the calls should have been this. We said they were that. We'll try better going forward. I think just some like accountability and acknowledgement of the issue. Okay. Cool. Um. Now, tell me in terms of um. Of the game of baseball and replay, aren't any even just replay within sports? What's the importance of that to you? and of a replay of replay in sports like how do you feel about it how do you feel about it you okay i guess to start off have you seen a replay in any sport have i seen a replay in any sport? and i'm saying replay sorry not just in like a broadcast where they're like wow what a play that's a replay i mean like a review like a review of a play to to see if the call stands or something like that um yes i have I feel like they happen often. In what sport? Um, I've seen them in like football. Yeah, football they happen a lot. Uh, I've seen them in bay, maybe mostly football, I guess. Yeah. Um, I also do them myself sometimes. You do them yourself? Yeah, like on DVR. Okay. When I'm skeptical, skeptical of a call, I will like go frame by frame, on my feed. Like an anime call, like you're like, oh, that was clearly roughing the person and attack on titan oh no i meant sports oh the few times i'm watching sports yeah but also in anime though i can't like you know it's written mm-hmm. so it's that's the author's intent but when i'm watching a game um i'm like i think it was this and i'll like tweet about it you'll tweet about it and hopefully like an umpire sees it on their break or something in between innings or commercial breaks mm-hmm. it hasn't worked yet no but i have seen re- reviews before okay and and do you think a lot replay is new to a lot of sports i mean and i say new in that 10 years you know um so what is what is your thought to that 
addition to the game? Are you more of a purist? Do you think like, hey, like umpiring is part of like the game of baseball? There's going to be bad calls. There's going to be good calls. Same with basketball. There's going to be good calls. There's going to be bad calls that like we should just let it go. And that's um, I think when it comes to points with baseball, uh, they come fewer and far in between than in I said basketball. You said baseball. Well, um, with baseball, they come fewer and far in between than basketball. Mm-hmm. So you, I think we should be a little more precious with the calls that we make if they impact the points that you're scoring. It's not always points. I mean, sometimes it's like you're trying to see if the runner at first speed out the throw kind yeah. of thing. So. I, I mean, I think if you have a replay, use it and make the right call. So you think it should be used? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't see why not. I think you should make the accurate call. Unless it's like severely slowing down the pace of the game. But I think if you use them sparingly, like uh, then... Doesn't football give you like a few reviews or something like that? You don't get unlimited reviews. Yeah, I mean, fo- the football rule is um, you get every coach has a challenge flag that you can you can ask for a review, and then under two minutes, the booth will, the upstairs will tell you. And I think automatically all scoring plays are reviewed. Okay. So. So yeah, I I think stuff like that's important. Yeah. You want to make sure points are accurate. Yeah, you want to make sure um, sports are accurate, and that's great. Um, we actually just, like this just came in. Our assistant just uh, Sweeney just po- poked on my shoulder and gave me this. Um, there's a there's an audio clip from the commissioner of baseball. What does he have to say? Um, you want to play it? I think it's a press conference. A press conference about a press conference about this situation that's okay. just happening. Yeah, I, I got gotcha. you. Yep. Let me just pull the big power lever for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, what up? It's me, Robbie M. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, we love you. It's me, my people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that it, it took me this long to come and make a statement on the um, the officiating that's been happening. As you know, um, Major League Baseball hires umpires. And um, so I do want to distance myself just a little bit from completely from everything that's going on. Um, but like, I want to say like everybody, um, let's just, let's just calm down. You know, let's just, let's just everyone take a chill pill where we, this is what we have to say about it as, as baseball bosses, um, me and my office, um, sometimes you look at a video and it's like art. Some people watch Star Wars and came away with different things than other people who watch Star Wars. Am I right? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. We love you. Oh, thank you. I will, I will write that down. Um, some people will look at a video and they'll get different things from it. And I want to say for clarification, you know, replay is not just just yes or no. It's really more of an art form. You know, those cameras have um, filters on them. I mean, they have they have little vignettes on them, and we're trying to tell a story of the game. Um, and sorry to interrupt you, but it's it's. Uh, there's all this artistic expression. I feel like I should maybe come and say my piece about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a major leagues. This is major leagues director, director, uh, contracted director, George Lucas. Yes. Thank Um, you. So you see the calls that we're making here are now just all a part of my vision. Yes. 
and I try to make the most accurate vision that I can for everyone in baseball. Right. Like, I I just want to say, like, too, we haven't announced this partnership, but we were trying to give you clues, like, that one time where the baseball, like, you could see the baseball in the mitt, and then very quickly, someone from the side of the camera switched out a bag of sand with the baseball. That was your clue, people. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Spielberg are teaming up and making sure that this this movie, sorry, this replay, sport, yeah. the sport replay, yeah. is the most accurate version of it all, the truest version of itself. Right, the truest so, that will make you feel. I know that you're all upset about this play that was called for the Braves-Phillies game. Yeah. I just want to show you the replay again. Mm-hmm. This is my director's cut of the replay. Yep. Um, if we hit play here, you can see that um, that player is sliding in and he evades, he evades Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, Jar Jar Binks. He stepped in the poopy, <laughs> and then jumps over the player as he slides in, yeah. and still very clearly makes the plate. Now I want to make clear for everyone, all the the people at home, we can't show this director's cut because then baseball games will be six hours long. So if you want to watch the director's cut of the game, please check out HBO Max. Yeah, yeah, we're for gonna, Turner Broadcast Games. We're going to be releasing all of these on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, I they will be released and re-released because mm-hmm. I the you know director vision that I'm trying to portray for all of you is continuously changing. Yeah. So the answer's changing. Yeah. Look, oh, you know what? This is the new cut that I just put together. And this one, he misses the plate. Yeah. He misses the plate. He's out. And he kicks Anakin Skywalker, who then becomes Darth Vader. Yeah, and in the just because I've been working with the scripts and the conceptualizing of this is like the missing of the plate is also a metaphor for people at home who don't have plates and meals to eat. This is a big artistic expression uh, to signify that there's a lot of people in the world who are hurting. Yes. And we're doing something about that by releasing this third director's cut of this play. And I can't tell you how frustrated we are at home when we play this for you and over and over again you're like oh but he was out and you're missing the point at home that's not what it's about no if you watch this replay uh revenge of the home plate you'll see that he is safe now yeah but you know what he's safe and then in this cut both teams lose anyway because it's not about who wins or loses it's about the people who are hungry or yes the shortened version that you saw at home he's safe because we want people at home who don't have plates to eat to feel safe that's the message we were trying to get across and i need you at home baseball people baseball people around the world please take a step back and really try to figure out the message that we are trying to send with our art um and i'm here to announce that i was just offered eight billion dollars to uh sell my rights to this replay so uh jj abrams will be coming in and taking over from now on thank you very much all right well this is about to get more straightforward we'll see you tomorrow baseball fans I am not a fan of the director's cuts of those. Why not? Because they add too many like special effects, and I feel like I can't even see the original play. Oh, the play. CGI is is distracting. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. The, the, they actually had one. They were they were showing a replay of a great catch in in uh, right field, and the the fielder went up to catch the ball, and all of a sudden it was King Kong. Yeah, I, and I find that so frustrating because it's like, did he make the catch? Yeah. Or is he now a gorilla on a skyscraper? Right, it was King Kong, and when he went up to make the catch, the ball became a woman. Yeah. 
And then he just went to the top of the tower and it was like, okay, well, here we go. Off on a tangent again. Keep your CGI out of my sports. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, it honestly, it it gave, it really opened up a lot because I, I, I didn't know about that artistic element to it. And now every time there's a replay, I'm going to really just, I'm going to try to soak it in and really understand the message, like the the close play at first base, like what are they trying to show me here right what is the artistic vision that i'm supposed to be appreciating is it that like we can run and run as fast as we can but the slow the the ball that is capitalism and um you know corporate greed will always win in the end right or even with that call with the yankees where the guy said he got hit and he didn't it's like not all pain that you feel is physical. Sometimes it's internal and emotional. That's right. And because he wasn't hit with a ball physically, that's not to say that he wasn't hurting on the inside. You know, that's crazy. There's a whole league that if you get hurt, if they hurt your feelings while you're in the batter's box, you get a base. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think it, what the league should be moving towards, respecting emotional health. Yeah. Respect. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. So, um... I came in here with a strong vision of what I thought about those plays, and now I've, I've, it's completely turned on its head. Yeah. Thank you, uh, RB. Thank you, RB. Who's RB? I don't know. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, RB. RB, is that not, was that not the name of the, the Major League Baseball guy? Rob Manfred. Oh, Rob Manfred. I guess if you're if you're like one of those people that likes taking out the middle letter, letters of the like I always call you JL, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's how he introduced himself in that clip. I guess not. I think maybe he said Robbie. Oh, maybe, maybe. Maybe he said Robbie. I don't know. Um, do you have more anime you want to talk about, or did you want to go to my other my other sports thing? You can just do your other sports. Okay, thing. let's talk about other sports. Hi, people. Take off those shoes. Feel that grass under your toes. You're naked again. You're naked again. You're How did you end up like this? Why do you keep getting your clothes off? Your mom's going to be so upset with you. You're sitting on the 50-yard line of the Georgia Dome. And... You feel the wind on both of your cheeks, upper and lower. Upper and lower cheeks are feeling the wind. You're taking steps through the grass. Yeah, you're at the 50, the 40 the 30 you hear footsteps behind you they're coming they're gonna tackle you again burly hands on your shoulders bringing you down to the ground and there you are you're at the combine because it is nfl draft season so i'm realizing uh the draft which is coming up and i want to say a week or two is coming up we haven't talked about anything about that um so i sent you an article uh, that was a mock draft. And um, first, my first question to you is what name stuck out that you remember? Because I, I assume that you came into this not knowing one single person. Correct. Um, I'll say that I had uh, probably a better chance of remembering exact names an hour ago. Oh, than I do man. Now. But uh, I know that they listed three QBs as being taken first. Uh, the second one was Zach Willis, Zach Wilson. Yeah. Um, the third one was like Mac Johnson. Jones. Mac Jones. Yeah. And the first guy, uh, that's going to kill me. Um, I don't know if I remember the first guy. Sunshine, sunshine. 
Florida? I don't. No, I call him Sunshine because he looks like Sunshine from Remember the Titans. I've not. I don't know what he looks like. Oh, I thought there was a picture next. No, to it. it was not. <laughs> um, I don't know his name, but he was the the first pick. The article that I read. Well, th- those are the names that I remember. Yeah. What do you want me to get into? Um, okay, so here's the first thing that I would like to tackle. Have you picked an NFL team? Have a, as a to be a fan of. To be a fan of. Let's let's go, let's dive deep into this. Let's let's get you a team. Um. Wow. I was not prepared for this conversation. I I don't think I have one just yet. Uh, what would, are what are the factors that are going into a, to your selection? Um. I don't know. Because do you want to be a, a fan? You want to be a fan, right? I do want a team. Uh, when I was a kid, I liked the Buccaneers, but I feel like now that they just won the Super Bowl and have Tom Brady, that that's not like what I want to be a part of. And why Why were you a Buccaneers fan? Um, when I was a kid and I would play Madden for my PlayStation, uh, and I, we would play in their field, uh, they had a pirate ship in their field, and I thought that was cool. They still do. Cool. I still think they're cool, but I don't know if they're my team now. Um, I like, I'm from New York, so I like New York teams. So maybe like the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you'd be upset if I were a Giants fan because they're in, they're in the same division as the Eagles. Right. I um, mean, I can't control what your heart's going to do. But. I, well, the thing is like, I, I'm pretty open to picking. I don't want to be a Patriots fan because I deal with a lot of that in New England already. How um, do you feel about Buffalo since you're talking New York? Not a fan. Not a fan. Okay. Um, just because it's uh, if i'm gonna pick a new york team i'm gonna pick a like a team like that that is supposed if i'm gonna to pick a new york team i'm gonna pick the teams that are in new jersey don't play i i'm i'm aware of that but <laughs> i'm aware but well how about this how about you tell me like emotionally um like values and stuff like that and i'll try to i'll try to match you with the team um i think because i'm pretty new to it and i don't take it too seriously an underdog team would be fun okay underdog team um give me give me some more um i would like them to be from a city that i would enjoy visiting okay Um, that's fun i would like them to not be very popular i don't know that's not a hard thing maybe just not be i mean it's the nfl so every team's gonna have its sure its its share of sure of fans not be super problematic okay um not be super problematic okay so i've kind of narrowed your i've got three teams that come to mind from what you're saying um good news for you one of them's a new york team uh so the three teams that that instantly came to my mind um are the atlanta falcons the chicago bears and the new york jets none of those teams um are gonna be expected to win or do anything um fans are kind of i mean i'd say the bears are one of the more storied franchises but they haven't won anything in forever so like you're not you're not a bandwagoner by just jumping on on the bears bandwagon sure um and um i mean in terms of nfl teams i don't think they're super problematic i don't know if they're what teams are problematic i don't know the nfl's pretty good at not being oh the texans don't don't do the texans i mean uh, there's like name controversy with like oh yeah you don't want to be washington team or whatever yeah um i'll be a jets fan let's say i'm a jets fan you're a jets fan okay that was that was easy um and the jets have the the number two pick in the draft so that's gonna be exciting for you yeah so they're that uh mock draft that you sent me said that they would pick uh zach wilson zach wilson is that why that name stuck with you because you were like oh maybe i'll like the jets just i remembered it okay um so the next part of this 
uh, JL, is that you are now Joe Douglas. You are now. Um, I just want to say JL now stands for Jets lover. Continue. (laughs) Yes. Now you Jets lover. Um, What, what as GM and you know, you know, this team, the ins and outs, you know, everything about this team. What, who are you drafting? Are you sticking with what the mock draft said? And what's your biggest need? What what do you want this team to show America next season? Um, I think having a QB would be smart. I don't think I'm aware of uh, us having a strong QB at the moment. Yeah, you just traded yours. Okay, so we need one. So that'll definitely be our first pick. Um, sounds like Zach Wilson is good. Uh, the guy under him, Mac uh, Jones seemed promising in the description that i read in that mock draft uh they described him as having good field vision mm-hmm. um and being able to like handle the pocket well to maneuver and for plays and stuff like that did you happen to read the the run the like recap about justin fields he was supposed to be picked 11 to the patriots in that draft i did not go that far down on the list okay um he's a qb he's a qb a lot of people think he has like one of the highest upsides because he like hit the he's like a big, strong, very fast guy. And uh, if you really want to dive into it, a lot of people think that the reason that he's getting um, dumped on basically is because he's black. Whoa! Yeah. So he's my pick. He's your pick. Hell yeah! Okay. Because uh, as GM, the Jets are the wokest organization in the NFL now. Yeah. Cool. So he's my pick. What so was his name? His name is Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Yeah. He, we're drafting him first. You're drafting Justin Fields. You, you said here. Zach Wilson. See you later. See you later, Zach Wilson. Uh, uh, we we need to represent. And I I would agree that people of color can be uh, portrayed negatively. Especially, and this might be something that we'll have to dive into on the next podcast. Um, try to keep it light here, but... There's this whole perception, especially at the quarterback position, of how black quarterbacks are uh, perceived and how white quarterbacks are perceived. Um, you know. <laughs> Sounds like a stand-up bit from the 80s. Yeah, it does, but it's Black 20... quarterbacks play like this. Yeah, yeah, White yeah. quarterbacks play like this. Yeah, if you're a black quarterback, you're always running. If you're a white quarterback, you're strong and you got leadership skills. Like, it's, it's like, there's like coded language like that so that horrible that deserves a, a deeper dive and more discussion but um you know the, the thing with the draft is you never know you never ha- known how it's gonna pan out you know so good luck to the jets uh you have you have a new fan here and he's already got it tatted on him and changed his name so there's no going back now this is jets lover signing off see you soon mr fields <laughs> yeah and this is a uh, now a very green household as uh we both like to recycle and compost but you are a jets fan and i'm an eagles fan mm-hmm. so um it's a it's a household of green and being miserable which is all uh that being an eco-friendly person is yes being green and miserable um so that that's about it from for the draft for now. Um, I'm sure as the draft gets a little closer, maybe we'll do do a little bit more. If you have a sports topic, by the way, that you'd like us to cover, please let us know. I mean, we're kind of in the uh, 
in the dull days of of middle seasons. So if there's something in particular you want us to to cover or you want to hear Joe Swell's take on it, please let us know. Hit us up. I'm all ears. We on Twitter. In all words. We're on Facebook. Hell yeah. We're on Gmail. Mm-hmm. If you have our number, text us. Mm-hmm. If you know our parents, let them know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you're related to us, say hi. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. If you go to CT Comedy Theater, we miss you. And we hope to see you soon. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed as the weather gets nicer that we will see you in the near future, even if it's in a park. Speaking of parks, I took my dog to the park the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And you know how like he doesn't really like playing fetch, but he'll do it like three times and then he's like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. So I had already thrown the stick twice and he got it and brought it back. Sorry, I just kicked this thing. Um, and then the third time, I threw it, and it was kind of close to some bushes. And he that was the time that he was like, nah, I'm good. So yeah. we went, he didn't even go. And he I, stayed there. He stayed there. So I was like, well, I'm not going to leave that stick there. That's a weird place to leave that stick. So I walked over to, to the stick. What was weird about that spot for that stick? It was like sticking straight up as if it was like a possessed stick. Yeah, I find it that if you leave sticks in weird places, sometimes people might trip on them. Well, I didn't want someone to think that it was marking something. Right. You know, like if you see a stick standing up in the ground, you're like, oh, somebody put put that there to mark like a dead body or a buried treasure. Yeah. Or perhaps that was the tunnel to the center of the earth. Right. Um, I didn't want anyone to waste their time thinking. I agree. That that was going somewhere. Yeah, I see where you're going. So I was going to go get the stick and just kind of like maybe even break it into pieces so that it doesn't even look like a full stick anymore. Get rid of the evidence. Get rid of the evidence of... You don't want anyone knowing that you played fetch with your dog. No, I don't want them to know because it's my business. But also, of course, I don't want people wasting their time, you know? But people have things to do and I don't want you to go on a treasure hunt or a hunt to the center of the earth because you think that that's already been done. Um, So I go over there. And there's a squirrel. And this squirrel has a bunch of nuts that it is just stuffing into this hole. I'm like, whoa, how many nuts can he stuff into this hole? And I look inside and there's a red light glowing. It's blinding. It's a blind. I'm like, I'm shielding my eyes. And I I had sunglasses in my pocket. I put them on. And I was, I look super cool. Like, I've, I've seen these sunglasses I, they're like aviators yeah. and i just bought them and like people were walking by and they were like yo she must fly planes yeah they had two thoughts they thought first of all uh is there a dead body there yeah. no there isn't because i don't see a stick right second of all that lady looks cool as hell right because and you know what's crazy is they had a treasure chest a treasure map in their hand mm-hmm. so it, like they were already on a hunt um but i looked at them and i was like no i don't fly planes thanks for asking and I was like, what the heck is this button? And this is, you know, it's really messed up is like part of me was like, was this a button that someone was playing with? And I just think it leads to something because they didn't destroy the evidence. Like that was the thing that I was doing with the stick. And I don't know. So I was like, well, it's there. I might as well figure out what it is. So I looked at it and I'm like, all right, it's a big red button. It says press. And I was like, okay, let me press it. I took a breath. I looked over at Sweeney. I was like, all right, Sweeney. Three, two, two one. one. Ah.